May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our first reading is from Psalm 107, verses 21 to 22. Let them thank the Lord for the steadfast love, for his wonderful works to humankind, and to let them offer thanksgiving sacrifices and tell of, uh, tell of his deeds and songs of joy. Our second reading is from 2 Corinthians 9, Verses 10 through 15. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread to, for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For the rendering of this ministry not only supplies the seeds of the saints, but also overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of the ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others. While they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that he has given you, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This is God's word to God's people.
I'm so thankful that we have Thanksgiving Day because it gives us a day to pause. And I'm thankful that we have Thanksgiving week, which gives us a week to reflect on it. But I'm going to be honest with you. If we only take one day or we only take one week to be thankful for the things in our lives, we're not living from our best selves. We're not living in the world in a way that gives honor and glory to God. And my heart breaks a little bit more each year as we step into Thanksgiving because it feels like Christmas encroaches a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. I even know of a church that started Advent last week, which I can understand wanting to have more time to experience Christmas, but I want to give Thanksgiving its due. I want to make sure that we remember that we are called to be thankful people. We're called to pause and reflect on the goodness in our lives and the ways in which God continues to invite us forward people living, as people living in faith. We, we talk about Christmas encroaching a little bit more each year on Thanksgiving, and I think about how what were Black Friday sales are now Black Thursday sales, which are actually pre-Black Friday sales. You guys have seen that, right? It's a thing now. Um, where we're in such a hurry to get on the materialistic purchasing version of things that we forget that Christmas and Advent and Thanksgiving are really about slowing down, about pausing and reflecting. I remember as a child wanting a Cabbage Patch Kid. (laughs) I also remember seeing on the TV the riots that went on trying to secure Cabbage Patch Kids for children in 1983. My parents and I watched those news reports and they said, don't be expecting a Cabbage Patch Kid under the tree this year because they refused to be a part of that melee and that chaos that was, we have to get our child the perfect toy. I recognize that reality now because, hi, five-year-olds, they know what they want and their wish list is long. But I keep reminding them that it's not the stuff that we have that we need to be thankful for. It's the lives that we live, the people that we get to interact with, and the ways that which we get to share light in the world that we need to be focusing on. It's a difficult thing to do, but I recognize that I want my children to know that they should be thankful for the larger things in life rather than the stuff that they have that they've accumulated. Last week, we talked about nurturing a thankful heart. We talked about how when we take the time to look at our lives and be thankful and express gratitude, we can let go of some of the things that are going on in our world. We can let go of the bickering and the grousing and the grumbling when things don't go our way. And I will confess that that is something that we have to work with on on a daily basis. I was the queen of that yesterday. (laughs) I was frustrated and angry and annoyed 
and grumbling more than a little bit that the package that I had ordered when in what I thought was enough time and even paid for the expedited shipping for it to get here in time is sitting in a warehouse in Torrance area since Thursday waiting to be delivered tomorrow. We needed it for the event that we were doing over in Alton Hall just a little while ago. So I was sitting there grumbling and grousing and not being my best self. And I am thankful that I have a spouse who said, hold on, let's pause, let's make some phone calls. And while I was getting food for our kids, he was calling around to Joann's and to Michael's and to the dollar store to see who had some Thanksgiving materials so that we could decorate the bags that we were donating to many mansions. Now, Warren's not here to hear this. If any of you see him, you can tell him that I am publicly expressing my appreciation <laughs> for the fact that he helped me get back to a place of thankfulness. <laughs> Chris is going to text him right now. Um, so, and I also have to say that John was a willing partner in this too, and that we were texting back and forth, and he was willing to go to stores as well, but we made it work. And I am thankful for a group of people who adapt and go with the flow and help us figure things out. But I have to tell you, if it weren't for the pause, that moment of reflection and recentering myself, I probably would have carried that grousing on throughout the day and continued to be in a place of disappointment and frustration as opposed to a place of thankfulness. There are times in our lives where we have to take a moment to pause, to give thanks, and to see the blessings that God has given us. There's a story in the Gospel of Luke that talks about Jesus healing 10 lepers. And they immediately are told to go and live their lives. And all of them start running off to go tell their family and friends, look at what happened. But there was one who stopped, who turned back and went back to Jesus and said, thank you. And there's some great beauty in that story because it speaks about a truth in our world. One, we know that God's steadfast love does endure forever and is open and available to all. God's healing is provided to us, whether we ask for it, whether we need it, it comes. God is always trying to reach out to us and be in relationship with us. But we can be like the nine who run off unaware and unappreciative and continue on with their lives. Or we can be like the one who turns around and goes back and says, thank you. That one who said, thank you, received additional blessing, received a statement of, of blessing from Jesus that transformed his life all the more. When we take the time to be thankful and live out that thankfulness, we are blessed again and again and again. And we don't live in the world and do things just so that people can thank us or so that we can receive the blessing, but it's a byproduct of living from a heart of thankfulness. It's a byproduct of living from a place of grace. Our second scripture this morning talked about how 
things multiply. I don't know if you've ever noticed that when you continue on that road of thankfulness, things just seem to continue to expand your heart, allow you to grow, to allow you to experience more. I would love to say that each and every day I am on one of those cycles that allows me to expand my heart a little bit more. But I am a fallible person. I told you about my grousing yesterday. And there's other times. I don't know what it is, but there's something to be said about the fact that more often than not, it's our family that gets the majority of it. Because I think most of you would go, I don't think I've seen Rachel grouse very much, maybe with the exception of John. (laughs) What? You see me mad? Okay. I was like, but it happens. But the reality is, is that when you pause and reset yourself, You have the ability to re-engage a conversation, re-engage a situation that was frustrating you before, and for coming from a place of thankfulness, coming from a place of gratitude for the fact that the disposition that you had prior does not need need to be the way that you continue to move forward in the world. We have the opportunity to reflect, to breathe, to take in the Holy Spirit, and live differently. I was talking with Tracy Van Fleet just a little while ago, and we were talking about the holy pause. She wasn't talking about it this way, but I'm going to add the word holy pause into it, and how it's so important to singing and to sharing music. And I confess that I'm not the best musically, or I'm not the most knowledgeable when it comes to music, but I do recognize on a simple scale, that when you are singing a song and you forget to pay attention to that comma and you don't breathe, that next line is that much harder to do, (laughs) right? It's like, but there's an ability when you're learning songs, when you're learning how to live your life, when you're sharing music, whether it's the music of your soul or the music that you actually sing, that when you practice and you train a pause into your life, you are able to go into the next verse the next stanza with more life with a different attitude and I can't imagine that this happens here but if you ever have a conductor that you're frustrated with taking the pause to refocus and center yourself this was again a conversation from Tracy it was no mention about Gloria whatsoever Um, about when, when there are like you can t- internalize the frustration that you have about the song that you're singing and the person that you're interacting with, or you can breathe, release that tension that you have, and you sing differently. In our lives, as we celebrate Thanksgiving, this is our day to pause. This is our season to pause, to refocus, to, ha- to embrace gratitude, and to live differently. But I have to say that Thanksgiving is not just a season. It is not, and we don't need to just be thankful during Thanksgiving and Advent and into Christmas. We should be thankful the whole year round. So when we're thinking about how we're living from a heart of thankfulness, we need to think about how groups and organizations need help, not just in this season, but all of the time. We are so good at collecting goods and making sure that they get to Ormond Beach for Thanksgiving. 
But my guess is that there are other times throughout the year where many mansions and other programs need our support and help. Our, thank our thankfulness should be a year-round thing. When pre-children, I had a tradition of going to the LA Food Bank to volunteer right around my birthday, so right around the Christmas season. And it was a great opportunity, but I discovered that there were tons and tons of people who were willing to volunteer in the weeks before Christmas. And as I was talking to them and trying to find a date, they said, you know, we're full in December, but January is a little sparse. Is there any way that you can move your celebration to January? Because the reality is, is that food banks and giving organizations get lots of donations and have want, lots of opportunities to volunteer. But unfortunately, their volunteers dwindle when we're out of this season. So I want to challenge us to think about how we might volunteer all of the year round. I think about how we provide meals to the community once a month, every month, and that our community makes sure that there's a meal every day year round. That is living from the heart. That is making sure that we are expressing our gratitude for what we have and making sure that those that might not have as much as we do receive bounty and blessing as well. John preached at the eight o'clock service this morning and I heard him talk about when the youth serve at this meal and they have, they've discovered how appreciative and grateful the recipients of the meals are. They have less than we do, but more often, sometimes when we have less, we have the ability to say thank you better. I think that we all need to take a moment to pause, to breathe, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us to allow us, if we're grumbling and grousing this morning, that we have the opportunity to let that go. And if we need to know how God is speaking us, to us this day, that we allow the Holy Spirit to be breathed in so that we might go into the world living from a thankful heart. So to encourage us to do that this day, I'm going to take a I'm going to give us a challenge. We're going to take a moment for silent prayer, whether you want to stay in your pew or come up to the kneeling rail, and I will conclude that prayer with um, a prayer to close us out. Does that make sense? Let us go to God.
Awesome and almighty God. Thank you for the blessings of our lives. Thank you for the moment to pause, to recalibrate, and to recognize the ways in which you have given us so much. Allow us to remember to embrace thankfulness year-round and find ways each and every day to live in the world in such a way that we shine your light and your love to those that we encounter. That when they see us, they say, your life is transformed. You have something that I need. And only then let us share the message of your love. Let our witness be in our doing, our living in thankfulness. And let that thankfulness continue to grow exponentially. In your name we pray, amen.